So a trooper never knows what perils he may he or she may face on a regular basis. Um, some of them are really kind of strange. Uh, the things that can happen to a trooper while they're on duty. So this next incident happened with me and another trooper. Uh, his name, uh, let's just say Trooper J. So Trooper J and I were out. It was wintertime, cold as heck out. We were out in his cruiser, old rear-wheel drive, Crown Vic. And it was evening. We were working the 1,600 to 2,400-hour shift or evening shift or 4 p.m. to midnight shift. Call it what you want. And I was riding with him, and he's like, hey, let's ride up to Sheets and get something. Get something to drink a coffee or get something to drink. I said, all right. So I hopped in his car, and we pull into Sheets, and we both go in and get two large coffees. Well, this was back in the days when there was no the center console. There wasn't a center console in those old Crown Vicks. We had a big metal box in there. Some, some of the guys had built a wooden box to put behind the radio box. Well, we had two different radios, a low band and a high band radio, and uh, they were both mounted in a box, in a radio box that was built by our radio technicians and mounted between the two front seats, the passengers and the driver's seat. And it took up all that space. So when they, what cars did come from the factory with a center console where you could put a cup or whatever, the radio took that radio text took out anyway because there was no room for it to get the radio box and all in there. So Trooper J had this cup holder in his driver's side door window. And it was one of those old cup holders that had the clip that went down between the inside of the window and the, the window seal strip on the inside trim and door. And as long as the window was up, it would work. It worked pretty good on holding your cup. Even if you had a, a large drink in it, it would do pretty good holding it. Unless you were hitting a bunch of bumps. However, if you went to put the window down, that's when you could get yourself into some serious trouble with your cup holder because it didn't always work so well. So now that I feel I've laid the foundation for this next story, I'll continue on. So... He stops, he stops at Sheets and we go in, he gets a large coffee and I get a large coffee, an extra large coffee. So these coffees are probably 20, 24 ounces. We go out and we get in his cruiser, you know, no more Marcus up from Sheets when dispatch is like uh, Romney 619, which was Trooper J's unit number. And Trooper J's like, 619 Romney, go ahead. Romney 619, we got a request of a welfare check from an outside agency. Break. And he's like, 619, Romney, go, on, go ahead. Romney 619, this outside agency is requesting you a welfare check of a female. Um, they told us where she lived at. She lived on top of this, in this subdivision. It was a pretty remote subdivision in the county, on top of the mountain, top of, uh, well, I don't know what mountain it, it would, would have been, but the actual name of the mountain, but um, I call it Phoenix Mountain because it's all Phoenix Curve, west of Romney. I think the place was, the subdivision was called Applefields of Heaven or Applefields of Romney or something like that was named the subdivision. And uh, he said, uh, they said, all right. He said, all right, Romney, go ahead. They give us a description of this woman. They said, be advised that 
apparently she had got into some type of domestic dispute with her significant other in another jurisdiction and they had went to uh the police had responded and she'd already left so we started heading up the mountain we get up to the top of the mountain and like i said it's by now it's pitch dark out you can't see squat we're going down the road trooper jay's driving and instead of i don't i don't know why he didn't use his uh vehicle mounted spotlight which is right above the steering wheel on the left but he decides he's going to take his rechargeable flashlight out of the charger and shine it out his window to try to find this lady's car and where where the house was at the house sat down over the the bank just a little bit ways or a little bit off the crest of the top of the mountain and the road was kind of elevated above the house and there was a driveway that went down to the house and around to the side of the back and uh, like I said, again, like I said, I don't know why he didn't just use his vehicle mounted spotlight. But he says, ah, now I'm just going to grab my rechargeable flashlight and put his window down to shine his flashlight out the window. Problem being with that is, if you remember the earlier part of this tale, um, he had his cup holder on his driver's window wedged between the inside of the glass and the weather stripping on the door. And when he put that window down, it let off the tension on that little clip that hooked between the two of them that was on the cup holder, thus releasing its grasp on the window, between the window and the door seal and allowing the cup holder to come partially up out of its place where he had stuffed it before he put his cup in problem being with that was his coffee cup was still full and this was only probably maybe a 15 minute 20 minute drive from the sheets is where we had just bought the coffee and it was pretty hot coffee so trooper jay didn't even think about it he puts his window all the way down he's shining the spotlight he's looking for this car blah 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 and if memory serves me correctly, we never found the, the car. It wasn't at the house. Uh, we ended up stopping. And uh, checking. But at some point when Trooper Jay decides, ah, the car's not down there. This lady ain't here. Whatever. He decides to put his driver's side window back up. Without removing his extremely large and extremely hot cup of fresh coffee that he had just purchased within 20 minutes prior from Sheets's. Well, when he started to put his window up, I didn't even think about it. I thought he had grabbed his cup out and I wasn't looking over there at him. So I wasn't watching what he was doing, but it didn't take me long to figure out what he did because when he put the window up, the cup holder came dislodged from the window Thus, dumping the cup right in his lap. And the next thing I hear is, Oh my gosh, that hurts! And I look over at him, and he's coated in steaming 
coffee from his duty belt down. And I'm sure it probably even got something on his bullet-resistant vest. I won't say bulletproof because that's a misnomer because there really is no vest made that is 100% bulletproof. However, he slams on the brakes of the car. And now he is screaming and hawing. He is screaming and going off because it is burning. And it's burning, again, from his duty belt down to his freaking ankles. And extremely hot coffee. Of course, while looking back, hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm glad it wasn't me because anybody could have probably made that mistake. Well, albeit it was a dumb mistake. But I couldn't help but laugh. So I'm sitting over there with one hand against my mouth trying to hold the laughter in and I'm <laughs> it 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 was a losing battle for me. Which in turn pissed him off even more. So then he starts cussing me. And I'm like, look, dumbass, you should have taken your coffee cup off the window. So he I uh, said, as I said earlier, he jammed on the brakes. So he threw his car into park, threw his driver's door open, swiveled like he was getting out of the car because he was so big he couldn't. He was big statured. He normally didn't just sit down in the car like most normal people because his vest and his gun belt and his radio and the larger stature of himself, stature of himself, prevented him from doing that very easily. So he would always back up to the door and then sat down on the seat and rotate his feet in. Well, he got out the exact opposite. So he rotates his feet out while he's still seated in the driver's seat and pulls off his shoes, both of them one at a time, and dumps out probably about a half inch of coffee out of each shoe where it had pulled up when it ran down his body and into his shoe. And then the next thing I hear is, damn it, that hurts, and this is some bullshit. And I'm going to have to take you back to the office because I got to go get changed and get a shower. So he takes me back to the office and drops me off at my cruiser. He ended up going home and getting changed out and cleaned up, coming back to work. Well, I don't know if he suffered any uh, third-degree burns, but I'd say he definitely had first degree and possibly even some secondary burns from that coffee as hot as it was and it was on his uniform and it was winter time so it wasn't like he could just and it was his lower extremity so it wasn't like he could just take his you know uniform off until he got home he had to set in it the entire time for at least probably 45 minutes the time it took us to get off the mountain get me to the office and him get back up to the mountain on the other side where he lived at. So he learned a valuable lesson that night. And I don't ever remember seeing him do that again. So looking back on it now, it probably wasn't, shouldn't have been funny, but it sure was a hoot when it happened.